Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? Hey, Love Tribe. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. We have a great show for you today with Dr. Narveen Dosanjh. 
Yes, and Dr. Dusan sure does have an, a pretty amazing bio. She's an integrative psychiatrist, medical doctor, mental health expert, TEDx speaker, urban yogi, meditator, writer, and developer of neuro nourish brain supplements. And she practices in Manhattan, and she's been there for about a, a decade practicing. And today we dive into her work with clients and her approach of integrating Eastern and Western modalities to treat them holistically. And we don't actually talk about this a lot on the show, but both Sarah and I think it's so important that we approach our relationships holistically and we get into the reasons why during the show. But for instance, you're trying to improve your relationship, you're listening to this show, so you probably are, but you're operating on three hours of sleep a night. You're probably just barely functioning, let alone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, having the energy to improve your relationship. And that's an extreme example, but I think it's an important approach to think about that. It's like, Hey, I want to work on my relationship, but am I exercising? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I meditating? So Dr. Dosange gives us some things to think about spiritually and other ways of improving the relationship, tapping into our intuition. I ask her about her work as an intuitive healer and much more. So really enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and sharing the show with your friends and family. Uh, when you guys share the show, it gives us more downloads, which makes us more visible in iTunes. And that's exactly what uh, we need to continue to do the podcast and get sponsorship and continue to do the show. So thank you guys so much. What? <laughs> uh, Sarah's like, but I, I, I was laughing. So, you know, we need to improve Sarah's audio studio right now she's in in the <laughs> grandmother's closet basically as you guys may or may not know we mentioned it on previous shows but sarah and stella are in florida i'm here in costa rica because of covid the costa rican borders are closed it's a whole thing but we knew that when they went back that we would be apart and so I'm looking at Sarah on FaceTime and it looks like she's in <laughs> I'm not the closet. in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> Recording. Um, but to go with what she was saying, we do appreciate you guys listening. And yeah, the show is takes a lot of time um, to produce and we love being able to give you guys this information, getting the information ourselves. And we do have a new membership program that we've mentioned so you can support the show that way. And, and get ad-free shows and bonus content or just telling your friends and family or leaving us a five-star review on iTunes does help a ton because, you know, Sarah's trying to get childcare for Stella, getting out of the closet to maybe a bigger <laughs> audio studio. But um, we don't like to ask for money. That's not what we're trying to do here, but we're just asking um, for your continued support. So we really do appreciate that because it helps us continue to provide uh, these episodes. Now I feel like I need to post a photo of me to prove that I'm not in a closet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with the audience. I know. But it kind of looks like it. It kind of does. I can see that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, anyway, enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week. 
Before we jump into today's interview, we want to tell you about our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show. Relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along, but we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Dr. Desange, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. We thought today we could have an interesting discussion about your unique approach to treating your patients holistically. And we've talked about different things on, on episodes as far as, you know, everything from psychedelics to to some Eastern Chinese medicine. Um, so we're definitely covered it a bit, but it seems like out of all the therapists that that we've had on the show that you really embrace taking a an Eastern and Western modalities into the work that you do. So why don't we start by having you just tell us a little bit about your approach and then we can dive into some specifics. Sure. Yes. So uh, my approach has been to combine both Eastern and Western medicine and really embracing both of them and integrating them, which is is rare because often I find people kind of do one or the other. And I, you know, personally believe and think and know that our biology and our physiology are very, very connected um, to our spirit, our soul, our energy, however you want to, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, I think that there is um, a place where both uh, the biology and and neurochemistry 
can interact and react with every aspect of ourselves. And so therefore, I use uh, conventional Western medicine and I use things like medications. I also use vitamins. I use supplements. I use herbs. And then I also, in addition to that, uh, combine multiple levels so that healing mind, it is healing of the energetic body, it is healing of the spirit, it is healing of the soul, in addition to all of those things. So that a patient and an individual can have the best possible cure for themselves and healing in every way possible. Uh, and so that's really my, my approach in kind of coming up with an individual treatment plan for every patient and person that I treat. Can you, for our listeners who aren't so familiar with the differences between Eastern and Western medicine, I know you gave a few examples of medication versus maybe supplements. Can you give us a little bit more of a background of the biggest differences between the two different practices? Sure. So, you know, Western medicine and, you know, I'm a medical doctor. So all of the training uh, in med school uh, very much was very, it, it was thorough, but it was limited. So it's very much about the body. It is about our physiology and not really looking at the uh, cause necessarily or the ideology behind something, but more of a, you know, um, a concept of finding, having a disease and, and treating it with whatever we have that we think works, that we have you know, researched or uh, anything that we have been working on for several years in medicine, especially with the mind and the brain, which is a quite frankly a newer science. Uh, and with that, you know, the there are many parts that are left out. So you're treating what's there. So for example, if somebody has depression or somebody has anxiety or somebody has PTSD, it's a diagnosis. It has very specific symptoms that you have been well-versed on and educated on. And then after that, you're coming up with a way to treat those symptoms. And very rarely does it go deeper into, well, why is the depression happening? What is the source of the anxiety? What is the, you know, the, the core of the PTSD? In therapy, sometimes we can do a little bit of that work. But in the end of the day, when we're talking about medications and strictly a Western approach, it very much is looking at pharmaceuticals and not looking at kind of the the, the real cause of something um, and really curing something, but more uh, just regulating it and trying to make the best of it. So when we combine everything together, when we're saying, okay, we'll use medications when and if we need to and meet a person in their journey where they are. And then a alongside that, we're also adding other modalities so that a person gets treated holistically. How can someone like a lot of our listeners who is looking to improve their relationship think about improving it holistically? Like everything we talk about on the show for the most part is, you know, we're working with research and, you know, we just did a show on attachment theory. So we're diving into that and that understanding is important, but I like to mention it and we don't do it enough really, but things like what is your diet and exercise uh, lifestyle like? If you're looking to improve your relationship and you're not getting enough sleep and you're not eating well, well, you're probably not going to be well. And and then that's going to make it harder to improve your relationship. It's probably going to add a lot of negative aspects to your relationship. So maybe you could give some examples of just people that you work with who are 
looking to improve their relationships or, or maybe couples and kind of the, the things that you would bring up with them or to implement or, or think about in their lives from a more holistic approach? Absolutely. So I always tell my patients that, you know, a, there's you as an individual, and then there's another person as an individual. And then when you come together in a relationship, that in itself it has its own energy and is its own entity. So each individual in the relationship has to have optimal mental and emotional health. Not perfect. That's not what we're looking for and that's not possible, but as optimal as possible in order to help make that uh, relationship function to its to its kind of most best quality or or for the relationship to be at its best. It's really not possible to have to have each individual not at their best personal self or at least striving for it and then looking to their relationship to solve everything for them it has to work the other way around it so it takes two individuals actively working on their mental and emotional health and then come together to create a healthy relationship and it matters on so many levels you know so that example that you gave is perfect uh, if someone's not sleeping well, for example, if somebody has insomnia, well, you know, you're increasing irritability, increasing reactiveness, or, you know, you're, you're more argumentative, you're more likely to not see things as accurately as, as they may be. So that, of course, affects the relationship because it affects mood. How could it not? And so when we're talking about diet and exercise that have a complete direct impact on stress level, anxiety level, sleep, depression, all of those and the more stressed we are, the more depressed we are, the more anxious, we are, the more unfulfilled we be, and in reflection, the more unhealthy they're going to be. If we are thinking about, I think it's really just a mindset of understanding, maybe being aware that, hey, I'm not getting enough sleep. So although I want to improve my relationship um, and we can do it simultaneously, but maybe I need to address my, my sleep habits or my eating or my exercise, how do you work with your patients to kind of have a multi-prong approach to working on these different areas in order to improve, let's say, with the ultimate goal to improve uh, a personal relationship? So the first thing would be is to get an individual to look at their behavior in a realistic way. So I usually ask my patients when I start off with them, we spend a lot of time uh, doing kind of journaling, doing a lot of interviewing, getting an accurate idea from them as well as their partner about how they're doing mentally. So for example, if it's a sleep issue, then we would say, okay, you know, in your viewpoint, let's keep a journal of how many hours you're sleeping. Let's keep a journal of what you're really eating. Let's have a journal, you know, so we have data to work with that's accurate because perception is not always accurate. And let's, let's look at the data first. So we can get the data. And then I usually ask the partner, Okay, so what is your perception? So if your partner is saying, you know, I sleep 10 hours and the partner, you know, your partner comes back to me and says, no, actually, he or she is only sleeping five. They spent, you know, the first five watching TV or reading a book or whatever it may be. And I know that there's a discrepancy in their kind of self-perception. So that's kind of the first step is really getting an accurate information so that the, each individual and patient can truly understand and identify their particular problems 
and uh, what issues they have and what they really need to work on and what we're really working with. So that's the first step. After that, when we say, okay, fine, for example, if sleep is the issue, then we say, then I say, okay, fine, let's now look at what we can do to improve the sleep. Uh, you know, and we look at modalities like exercise, we look at uh, coming up with an exercise schedule, coming up with like, let's look at the diet, because that obviously affects sleep as well. Uh, and we try, you know, things like meditation and mindfulness for stress reduction, for, for stress reduction and very specific insomnia meditations that I teach patients. After we practice that and do that, we see what the success is with that. And once again, I ask the individual and I also ask the partner and see what the result is. And sometimes there's significant improvement with just that. Other times, if that is not enough, then we say, okay, fine, let's pull from other areas. Do we need to add herb? Do I need to add vitamins? And in some cases, do we need to add medication? And then we get to the point where they are satisfied with how much they're sleeping and what their energy level is like through their day and how it, you know, how it's impacting their personality and their stress level and in turn uh, impacting their relationship. And usually it's not done until both people are, both people in the relationship are happy with the result of, you know, for example, in this case, how well, uh, how well they're sleeping. So that's pretty much how I would approach a particular issue with an, in, an individual and a relationship. One of the things that jumped out at me when I was on your website and reading about your approach was, let's say in your bio is, is an intuitive healer approach. And this is something that's interesting to me, especially because you, you're classically trained, um, you have a doctorate degree. And I always thought of intuition as it's just this very hard to grasp thing, but it's important. And then in people that practice as a intuitive healer, I, to be honest, I was a bit skeptical, but then, um, as I dove into my own intuition, it's like, yeah, there's something there. It's harder to articulate than maybe a science or a, a, a study. Um, so I'm interested to hear your experience as an intuitive healer and how you bring that into your work, um, with individuals and relationships. Uh, so being an intuitive healer is a very, it's an interesting description. And behind those two words, I think is a big, is a big story. So in, in my particular case, what it means for me when I use that word to describe myself, it means for me, you know, from, from a very young age and for many years, a lot of training and working uh, with modalities such as energy healing and really delving and practicing my intuition. I've worked with, uh, you know, particular gurus out um, in India. I have done a lot of work and a lot of training, actually, uh, from the time I was like young, from the time I was 16, 17. And it's been many years of a lot of hard work, quite frankly. It's, it's hours and hours spent in meditation and self-reflection and building the muscle of, of meditation throughout the years and really having it as a practice. And then practicing uh, intuition. And the intuition is interesting because as you build that muscle, I say, like I say, over time and you really work with it because it is something also to just like my doctorate, it was something on, on the other half of me was working on uh, for many years and, and to get it to the point to where it is today. Uh, it, it came with a lot of dedication, discipline, and practice. And what it means is 
when I'm working with somebody, I am able to delve into something beyond that I can really kind of say is sensical in a logical way uh, into what's really going on with them. And, and it helps in the sense of, you know, I'm able to say, especially with patients that I start off with, when they're telling me something or they're speaking to me, I can say, hey, you know, I'm getting the sense that, you know, maybe there's more to this. I'm getting the sense that really there's a pain here that we haven't looked at, or there's something inhaled with your mom, or there's something here that it's presenting as a problem in a relationship right now, but there's something deeper that really maybe nobody has spoken to about it, or you haven't spoken to about it. You know, we talk about it and that helps us to then lead the way and, and really get to the core of the problem in a much more directed way and in a way that confronts the actual real issue that may be playing out subconsciously or consciously within themselves and then the relationship. Uh, beyond that, then we you know go into things like energy healing and working on the subconscious mind, and you know that's that goes into the next level of of kind of the healing work with the individual. But it is, uh, I think, using your intuition and being an intuitive healer is very, very helpful in healing an individual and ultimately healing a relationship. Can you talk a little bit about the healing work and what that looks like uh, when people are working with you through that? Sure. So I do uh, different modalities and it really depends on what's needed with the patient, but I'll describe a few of them. So some of the work that I do is what I call energy-based healing. And it's done through, there's a, something called mind-body kinetics, which is a technique that I uh, invented. And I, and I invented that with combining a lot of things that I learned throughout many years of my training. And what that means is taking things uh, like yoga, uh, taking things like breathing and meditation, as well as affirmations, as well as very specific, specifically energy work. And the best analogy I can say to the energy work is if you've ever heard of Reiki, similar to that, but not Reiki, but like the concept of Reiki. And then combining it together uh, and using the body and using the mind. And what we would do is we would do very specific movements. Uh, it doesn't It's kind of like a yoga class, but not fully. Uh, it's called mind body kinetics. And so I work with them because, you know, there's a philosophy and a belief that I restore things from that are stored in our subconscious mind, are stored in our body. And the only way to really release them is through the body. So through these specific physical movements, uh, we combine that with the energy healing and with the affirmations. So I do that. And then I also will do things like hypnosis meditations and working on the subconscious mind. So that would involve, you know, uh, deep meditation and deep hypnosis and working on the subconscious level, not just the conscious level. And then we do a lot of conscious level work, um, a lot of stuff around specifically mindfulness, meditation, uh, you know, breathing, stress reduction, and very, very specific, specific breathing techniques that are specific to a person's problems or ailments that they may have or blocks that they may have. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? I was super stressed out with work for a while, and the stress was preventing me from moving forward professionally. Talking through my issues with my BetterHelp counselor really helped me move forward and get on a better path toward my goals. 
BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor from the comfort of your home. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours, and you can communicate with them via text, chat, phone, and video. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to leave your house. It's super convenient and helpful using BetterHelp. Once you use the service, it'll be super easy to see why so many people have been using BetterHelp. BetterHelp is growing so much that they have been recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of the podcast, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash I do. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Trivia Star. Do you enjoy challenging yourself with trivia? If you're the one that always knows a trivia answer, now you can test your knowledge with Trivia Star. Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's been entertaining and super challenging to play. You can choose from categories like music, sports, movie, TV, animals, and celebrities. There are over 60 different categories to choose from, so there's always more category to explore. My favorite category is music. You guys knew I'm music lover. So I love exploring that category and really learning a lot from all the different trivia questions that I don't know the answers to. And the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get a hint and beat the level. And yeah, I'm still using a lot of those coins to get hints. Makes me feel good and be able to beat the level. And Trivia Star has over 2,000 five-star reviews in the Apple Store. So a lot of people are loving it out there. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Just go to the Apple Store or the Google Store and search Trivia Star. Again, search Trivia Star and enjoy 2,500 coins and 500 gems. Download Trivia Star for free today. What would you tell someone who wants to work on cultivating a, their intuition and, and why that can be valuable in our relationships? Cultivating intuition takes for you to spend a lot of time with yourself. It means committing to silence of some form. And I, I don't necessarily mean that means that you have to run away to a mountain to go meditate, but it means finding that space in your very busy life and cultivating that space as often as you can. It means to pause constantly. So to say, you know, instead of always being in the reactionary moment, which happens a lot when we're in relationships, to pause and, you know, think of a stop sign and say, wait a minute, uh, let me just feel instead of thinking and going into my brain and having the impulse to say something back from my voice, let me go into the feeling, a deeper feeling inside of myself and almost beyond myself in a way. Uh, what am I really feeling? What's really going on here? What's really going on with the other person? What's behind this? Because nine times out of 10, any problem in a relationship or any argument or any major fight 
is usually about something deeper. It's not as superficial about what, you know, in that very moment. It, it's, it's about the 10 other issues that happened before or many other fights that have happened before or many individual issues where we're, we have to look beyond just the surface interpretation of what's happening in the moment. So, so pausing, reflecting, thinking, stepping back, you know, cultivating practices where you are spending time with yourself and building that relationship with yourself. And that includes, like I said, meditation, or maybe for, you know, some people love nature, you know, there's Zen and somewhere else that there's Zen could be hiking, there's Zen could be on a boat, uh, wherever that is to, to spend time there. And then when you're there to, to really begin to kind of access and, and spend time with yourself and ask yourself what you're feeling and what you're thinking constantly so you can become acquainted with the intuition intuition we really ultimately i believe all human beings have within them it's just a matter of accessing it and getting better acquainted with it it's such a valuable thing to do and really requires a concerted effort to make the space for it especially now where we're so busy and if you have kids and a job and having the time making the time to pause and go like why am i acting this way what what am i feeling inside and like you said like the more you do that the better you'll get at understanding because it's it's I guess we take for granted of like, yeah, it's me. Like I, I know why I'm doing that or, or I'm in control here. And oftentimes we just get stuck in, in a, maybe a negative pattern or we're just so busy with everything else that we're not even thinking about ourselves thinking. And, uh, it's a valuable tool to, to cultivate and really use to improve your relationships, but all aspects of life. Yes, absolutely. I think it's uh, ha- isn't used enough, and I think there's so much room for for all of us to really grow in the space. And I and there is a direct, I believe, a direct relationship between our ability to access our own intuitive power and then apply that into our relationships and have a better relationship experience and ultimately a better quality of life. Before we go on to our bonus round of questions, I wanted to ask you. Obviously, this is a, a big, we could do a whole episode just on this, but that is the spiritual concepts that you bring into your work and how our listeners can maybe take some of the bigger themes that you like to use in, to apply to relationships and use for themselves. So I, when I do meet with a couple, uh, I also, you know, I, I speak to them and I say, look, I know you kind of look at yourself and think of yourself as an individual and you have a name and all of that and you're identifying all of these kind of egocentric uh, descriptors. But if you go beyond that, you know, when you came here on this earth, I fundamentally believe that you came here with something, you came here with stuff. And so some of that stuff you came with and wherever you came with it from, I don't know, but we do know that even babies as, as parents who have more than one or even one will tell you have personalities. So we came with something, right? And, and then we, on top of that, obviously had our environment and our nurturing and that obviously led to more stuff. And all of this stuff got put into our subconscious mind or is kind of wired in the conscious mind uh, quite deeply. And here you have 
all of this stuff, but you are also at the same time a soul or a spirit or a person uh, beyond all these things, however you want to use those words. And there has to be space for you to be able to look at yourself and say, first of all, if you've never asked yourself before, ask yourself very honestly, if ever you want to have a really you know, deep relationship with another human being, you have to have a deep relationship with yourself first. So ask yourself, what's my stuff? What is my stuff that either I was born with and, or it came from the, my childhood or it came from the world or my life experiences, but I obviously come with stuff. So what's my stuff first? And then really looking at that stuff and being honest with yourself and going deeper and asking yourself, okay, well, what is it? You know, is it, is it anger? Is it, uh, is it jealousy? You know, what are my triggers? What are my themes? My life is telling me something. And I think when, the, when you look at it that way, you really begin to get away from being this defensive individual. You, and it turns around into really looking at yourself as just a, a human being in a spirit that has stuff that they got that they need to work through and address. And you're also dealing with another individual uh, in a relationship that has their stuff that they have to obviously deal with it and, uh, you know, heal the same way you do. And I think that brings greater compassion. I think there, you know, it, it helps to adapt an an attitude of growth. And if you do not have an attitude of growth, you can't really grow in a relationship. You can't grow in any relationship if you're not to grow yourself first. So I think that that's all of that is very, very recognizing then that, you know, you do have the power then to say, okay, now that I'm able to see this and I have all of this stuff, what can I do about it? And how can I change it? And what do I want to change? And what are the themes that keep coming up for me that are my responsibility, that are absolutely my responsibility that I keep experiencing because in my reality, because originally they stem from me. So whatever those themes are, understanding them stepping outside of yourself and really adopting this attitude of growth. It's an important mindset to get into. And obviously we could go deep into each one of these topics that we kind of skimmed over, but I think we laid a good groundwork for our listeners to think about approaching themselves and their relationship in a more holistic way. Because as I said at the beginning of the show, a lot of our shows, you know, we focus on very research-based ideas, concepts, and there's a lot of value in that, but also tapping into something like our intuition and combining it with those other things can be extremely valuable for improving our life. So thank you, Dr. Desange, for, for taking that approach with your clients. I think it's an important approach and sharing it with us today. Now we'll go into our bonus round of questions and we'll start with what is one actionable daily tip that people can use to improve their relationship? I would say pause and breathe. So, you know, before you react, pause and take a few breaths. And I think even that break and just pausing in the moment and stepping back from any situation, anytime that you are triggered, anytime that you feel anger or you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you want to lash out, pause, take a few breaths 
And that's for all aspects of life, even if you're being triggered at work or you're being triggered in other relationships, no matter which relationship it is. I, I think that in that pause and breath, and I, I usually tell my patients to take three breaths. So pause and three breaths, a lot can change and a lot can happen. And you can really just, just almost feel it in your body. You can begin to just go of a little bit of the emotion that you're overwhelmed with at the time, whether it's sadness or anger or whatever it may be, begin to step back. And I think just the concept of pause and stop and breath and then doing it in, in small levels in very, you know, moments in a relationship, but then taking that further in our lives where you kind of go, let's make these pauses longer. Let's make these breaths longer and deeper as you get into other things like, you know, uh, maybe meditating or just being quiet for five, 10 minutes or going for a walk for a few minutes, like adopting those kind of healthy healthy things in your uh, habits in your in your life. So you can do do the pause and breath, but take it to a deeper level. Is there one book or resource that you would recommend for our listeners? Hmm. Oh boy, that's a really tough question. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I don't know if there's one. Um, hmm. Maybe your favorite or two. <laughs> I, I have books that I love that I don't know if they do for relationships. Um, they're about other stuff, but kind of more spiritual stuff. But um, I'm trying to think there's a relationship stuff that I've read that I, I, I don't know. Have you ever heard about the Imago theory before? Yeah. Yeah. I've read stuff. I read a book a long time ago, but that I always used to find interesting. Um, I I like the one about, um, I think love languages are important. I think that's a good one. I think it's a good way to understand how people feel loved and how they're expressing love and how we feel loved. I think that, I mean, it's, I think it's the beginning. I think understanding love languages uh, is the beginning of really understanding fundamentally how we love and why we love basically how we express it and how we feel it. And that's important because I think we need to understand the love language that we have and also the love language that somebody else has in a relationship. And what about your, your favorite spirituality book or book on like intuition from, from that side? Um, I haven't really read a book about intuition. I, there was a book I, Remember when I was, I read it when I was hmm, quite young, many years ago, but it was definitely something that I think opened my eyes at least to get me start thinking about different spirituality and different concepts and whether it was literally true or not is a separate story, but I at least found it interesting. And I ended up working with a doctor a couple of years later. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, it's, it's by Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. I mean, it was definitely opened my eyes to at least begin to think of things in a different way. Uh, and I I read that, and that I found that to be quite impactful and life changing. And it directed me to you know doing other work and reading a whole bunch of other stuff and coming up with my own conclusions, which is I think the point of the whole book. But I thought it was inter- interesting. Definitely opened my eyes about kind of our purpose and what everything means. I I just usually don't give book recommendations. <laughs> That's for the guests. But on intuition, A Lion Tracker's Guide to Life, I read a couple months ago, was really interesting where he's a lion tracker, South African, and uses the the analogy of his tracking through finding your path. And, and there's a lot of intuition involved in tracking a lion. And he applies that to you know how we can use that in our life. So I really enjoyed that one. Wonderful. Thank you for that. 
what is one piece of advice you would give to engaged couples or newlyweds? Patience. <laughs> patience <laughs> with yourself and patience with the other person and patience with the relationship. Uh, just patience and trust the process. You know, the the first year or the first even couple years of a relationship are tough, whether you're just moving in together for the first time or wherever you wherever you are in your relationship journey. You know, the the very beginning is a lot of learning is involved. So be patient with the process. And I think if you're patient with the process of a relationship, I think then, you know, remind yourself to be kinder to yourself and kinder to the other person during that period. And lastly, what advice would you give our single listeners or those who are casually dating in search of love? To really first recognize that the most important relationship in the world is the relationship that you have with yourself. And the more you are in tune with yourself, the more uh, empowered you are, the more self-love you have and self-respect you have, and the more you're kind of doing your thing, you know, believe it or not, it may sound counterintuitive, but that will fundamentally lead you to the person that is right for you. So just keep on that path and stay positive and you will ultimately find the person that is meant for you. Well, Dr. Dosanjh, thank you so much for coming on the show today and giving us a lot to think about. Our listeners can find your website and all the links that were mentioned in today's show in the show notes description and on our website, idopodcast.com. And again, thank you for your time and coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was wonderful speaking to you. And thank you so much for having me. Hey, Love Tribe. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the important links are on the show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're over there, we hope you check out our 14-day happy couple challenge, as well as all the free resources we have on our website. And thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com